The time is now on an evening very much like the one we have just witnessed. Tonight's story on Slice of Disney is somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. This, as you may recognize, is a podcast, still in operation, waiting for you to subscribe. We invite you, if you dare, to turn up your speakers and close your eyes, because in tonight's episode, we are the stars. And this podcast travels directly to the Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror. Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I am your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. And I'm Will Lentz, your co-host and guy who has all the time in the world to read, but his glasses just broke. <gasps> oh, no! Classic Twilight Zone episode. Gosh, so good. Yeah, I should really watch this. I've seen some, but not that many. I think that they are on Hulu now. Netflix? Netflix. Netflix, actually. They're You're all right. they're all available on Netflix now. Yeah, including I think probably the new Jordan Peele ones. Did you watch any of those? I haven't yet, but I got so excited about them and I feel like there's so much content out there, you get really excited and then Yeah, I think they had kind of middling reviews too from what I what I remember hearing, which is a bummer. I mean I think he was just like talent on it, but I'm a huge fan of what he's doing in like the horror genre. So Yeah. Which this is quite the horror ride. It is. Guys, okay. This is one of my top, specifically Tower of Terror, not Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, right, right. Tower of Terror is so good and so awesome and perfect. It's a great ride. It's uh, I have never been into thrill rides. Um, I was always kind of like my family didn't go on them as a kid, so I just I, and I and I kind of have a theory that you sort of have to go on them when you're younger and mm-hmm. you're fearless to kind of break through that. Yeah. And then as you get older, you start to worry more about things. And so I was always a little like, uh, you know, I, I don't do the Six Flags things, but uh, this one I thought I would hate because I also don't like heights, and it's one of my favorite rides. Oh, good. Yeah, literally. I honestly wasn't sure because yeah, I mean I grew up being very much so a daredevil and living it. Six Flags and even doing that, not like a, it was a bungee thing where it takes yeah, you to I the top. About, yeah, yeah. I mean, me and my friends would do that every time we went to Six Flags. So I love the feeling you of your have, stomach you dropping. You have to pay me to get on that. And it would have to be at least like four figures. Are you serious? Yeah, three figures would probably do it, but. You could just pay for me to do it and i would do it <laughs> yeah no, for sure i get that you do it for fun i don't yes. I, w- I would hate that but you will do tower of terror for i fun. love tower of terror it's so gosh fun. i love the story i honestly i think that i i mean i do i know it by heart and it's so sad i miss it being in california but i'm glad it's residing in disney world and honestly that's the better one anyways that's the best one yeah i'm excited to talk a little bit about the differences and stuff yeah so there are now only three there were four different tower of terrors so there's the twilight zone tower of terror which is the disney world hollywood studios tower of terror then there was tower of terror in just just tower of terror in california and it's also called that in tokyo and then there's the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, a new dimension of chills in Paris. In Paris, right? Yeah. Um, and that one is like, that was recently refurbished. Is that right? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So I think it's interesting because that uh, Paris is where this ride started. Like it was not where it first 
happened, but it was where it was conceptualized, right? Yeah. Um, so I did a little bit of research on the history on this one. So I, I, I'm going to kind of tell you some stuff I'm, and you'll I'm tell s- me where I'm wrong. Okay. I'm uh, so excited. And so, yeah, it was. They, they just wanted to have one of those like free fall rides, like a drop ride. And they're like, oh, this would be great. Um, we'll put it over here in Paris. It'll be fun. Um, at the, that time, it was like Disney Euro or Euro Disney, right? Yes, it was known as Euro Disney. This was like back in 1980s. Um, and they wanted it to be in Frontierland. Yeah, and they, they had a different, uh, they had two different concepts for it. Um, one of which was a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea concept. And then another was Geyser Mountain. And it was basically like you'd be going through a mountain and then a geyser would go off at the worst possible time and shoot you up and that kind of stuff. And, and it, and I'm so glad they chose the theme they did. Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> um, but they scrapped it ultimately. They're like, we're not going to do this right now. Um, and then it wasn't until uh, in Disney World they were doing a park expansion that they brought the idea back. And they're like, how can we do something that's a little horror-y and a little, uh, and still do that drop right? And the, they went through some different horror royalty. They did. Yeah, yeah. They had a, they had quite a few people that were involved uh, either in like a discussion from conceptualization or uh, that were going to be like themed after, right? Yes. Um, so one of which was Stephen King. Yes. Which would be very interesting. Like they were talking about like a Stephen King novelization. Like how, how could they use that for a ride? Which... That would be way scarier. I feel like. I feel I like. Agreed. That's like actually scary. That's yeah. like Halloween Horror Nights. I mean, I would have loved to see it, but it definitely oh, yeah. doesn't feel like the Disney brand. Right. Um, and then it was the other direction, right? They, they had talked with Mel Brooks. And that would have been way more campy, more fun, young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And they wanted the outside to look like a castle, I think. Yeah. So that's what I saw, yeah. That would have been, you have two very different horror times. And they kind of landed in the middle there. They did, yeah, which was great. And uh, I mean, but they, they had like, uh, you know, one of the other concepts that I thought was really funny. This was, they had talked about actually making a hotel out of it and having that hotel and the ride be in the same building or the same area. And then they were just like, this wouldn't work. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. Like, I think it would be a novelty and cool oh, sure, to get yeah. to stay in it. But at the same time, Will you go in for like an afternoon nap or something or like to hang out uh-huh. for a little bit, make a little lunch. And you're just here. Ah! <laughs> Which would be insane. Um, but oh, one other really fun thing about this that. Goes, well, the fact that that was Michael Eisner's idea again, he did do some great things. But my favorite is that so many bad things happened 100%. under his reign. So even that idea of that he had, I'm like, of course it was Michael Eisner. <laughs> uh, one other idea that Eisner had in relation to that was really leaning on the Disney cast members. Um, similar to way back when, I think, when uh, Walt had people scaling Matterhorn. He was like, how can we make this part of the production? And so they had this idea of like, there would be, uh, they would, there'd be these cast members running around with all this luggage and stuff. Like they're checking somebody into the hotel or like there'd be one guy that looks like he's dead and he's on the bench, but then oh these people start to look at him and he'll like come alive and interact with them. And then ultimately they're like, this is insane. Like <laughs> <laughs> this one, is too much stuff. <laughs> it would be a terrible ask to have to ask somebody to do that every day. Right. Uh, but then too, like, it was just like, this would slow down everything too much. So uh, they ultimately did not go that way and landed on the twilight zone, which is such a great theme that I would have, Never, I didn't, it's the ride I didn't know I needed. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny because it is two great things. The Tower of Terror, like the ride itself is so fun. Um, and then it meshes with this great IP of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Uh, which is just a delight. And once they landed on Tower of Terror, they really went full speed and 
you know, usually we like to discuss one Imagineer in particular, but this episode, you know, there were so many people on deck. You know, it really was a team effort. Yeah, I, anytime I look it up, it's credited as like a team, like the Walt Disney Imagineering team uh, yeah. played a big part in designing this one. They, the Imagineers actually watched all of the episodes twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to get like to make sure. I mean, which seems like a great homework assignment to me. Oh, yeah. It's not even like they're just chilling, watching, like, you know, half watching, half on their phone. One, not the time. <laughs> but yeah, then, right. Yeah, no fun. <laughs> no. And, but two, I mean, taking notes and really, like, watching. It's basically how I do when I watch Survivor. This is true. Yeah, yeah. I like can flow charts of, like, oh, this person should do this at this time. I can attest to that. <laughs> he actually, uh, Will makes, has, as I've gotten into Survivor, he's made me... Uh, He's made me PowerPoints. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not the only person I made PowerPoints for. If anybody out there is listening and they want to start a season of Survivor, let me know. I'll make you a PowerPoint and I'll <laughs> walk you through all the people and what you need to know for that season. Oh, my God. I'll, and I'll make you a PowerPoint on Tower of Terror. Stop stealing my ideas, Kelly. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Luckily, uh, well, they stole the idea from Twilight Zone, I guess. No, they were inspired <laughs> by it. So it's interesting because the free fall ride design itself is not novel to disney it's something that had been done um but disney wanted to make sure that they did it the best right they made sure that not only are we going to make this drop right it's going to be completely unique and something i thought was interesting is disney is the safest theme park in the world and they're very proud of that that's not something that's you know i'm just saying that's a fact um that's they've been they get rated the safest theme park uh, in the industry and so Disney has built in to all of their attractions that even if it's working at 99%, the ride will automatically shut down because it's not 100%. Yeah. And I mean, I think that that's one of those things that like I can know and it's still not going to make me be like, well, I have 1%. No, really? Knows? Yeah. See, I'm like, I trust these rides. And I think part of it is because my brother and growing up learning so much about roller coasters and really how safe they are. Mm-hmm. So... Disney, with this ride, had to take those safety features and really make some unique mechanical decisions. They did, yeah. Um, and it, the way this ride works is it's got like, uh, all, honestly, it's got like two parts to it. You're sitting in an elevator kind of like cart, an elevator cart, and it rolls back on its own volition um, and then connects with the ride that's like going to take you up and down and drop you and stuff. And one of the things that I thought was most interesting about that is that they specifically, when designing the ride, were like, we want it to go faster than, uh, than, free, than, than free fall. Than gravity. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we wanted you to feel like you're like weightless. And so the way they did that, and it makes total sense, is they, they just... You know, as much as they had things pull it up, they had something that pulls the pulls the ride down to yeah. to go faster. So you're pull you're getting pulled down at thirty miles per hour more than just a free fall. Yeah, and that's why you automatically feel that you know weightless feeling, that pit of your stomach turn. Mm-hmm. Which again, I love that feeling. I know it's not for everybody. I thought I didn't like it. I mean, I probably don't like it, but. It, for whatever reason, it feels very safe when you're on that ride. So, like, and I think part of it is because, as you described, so uh, the carts, them, so the ride vehicle itself, it literally is like a small room with three rows of seats, and in each seat, it's like either three or four. Uh, if it's twenty-two people total, so yeah, and they, it's either in rows of like three or four, and then the back row is all connected. Mm-hmm. 
That's all from memory, guys. Oh, you <laughs> I know. You got my, three or four from memory? I'm kind of wow. just really good at numbers here. <laughs> so you go in, um, and they're staggered. So like the top row is higher up, so everyone can see things. Not that there's tons to see, but there is. Honestly, I think that may be why it doesn't freak me out so much, is because most of the time you can't see anything. <laughs> so <it's> like <laughs> every so often, like the doors open up, and you can see out, and you're like, whoa, I'm so high. But then you're like, I can't see anything anymore, and it's okay. So this is we're going to discuss a little bit, because they are different. We're going to focus on Disney World's sure. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which is the one that has like more of the two ride vehicles. Mm-hmm. The one uh, in California and uh, Tokyo as well, which I have not been to Tokyo, but it says that they're very similar. That one, you really more stay in the, your one shaft, right. your one elevator shaft, yeah, yeah. where in Florida, you literally, you, you move into one spot and then you get into the dark ride part of the ride, which, you know, before getting to the thrill part. So that was something that I wanted to ask about. And I, it makes sense now, and maybe this is more Disney World, but like, I saw that this is called a dark ride. Are dark rides just rides that are inside and in the dark? With a story. With a story. With gotcha. a through line. So I always thought it was more like, I mean, I guess all the other ones that we've talked about have been like Peter Pan. Like, there's more like, you're just kind of moving through a scene and it's dark. Whereas this one, like, there's a thrill ride aspect to it. So I was like, I didn't know that counted. That comes, yeah, because that comes after. And again, in California and Tokyo, the dark ride part of it is in the same elevator shaft, so mm-hmm. you don't move to a new sure. ride vehicle like you do in Florida. Okay. Um, so it is a little different, but this is, you know, we, we get to hear a story. So they thought of all of this stuff as they're, as they're building it. It's really tall. Yeah. It is the second tallest ride in Disney World, and I think this is so fascinating. The tower goes to 199 feet, and then the other ride that is taller is Everest. Everest is 199.5 feet. Which one came first? A Tower of Terror. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, and the reason that they're not at 200 feet is because then you'd have to have the airport beacons go over. I figured there was something, yeah. Regulations. Disney's like, nah, that's tacky. Government regulations. What can you do about (laughs) it? And which I think is funny because like even flying over Disney, there's a bunch of rules about I bet so. Flying over yeah, yeah. the parks. So they, you know, there are these huge structures and the one in Florida is taller than the one. So those facts are specific to Disney World. Sure. Um, the one in California was a little smaller. So not quite as much of that feeling in your belly. Yeah, I get that. I mean, and that's the only one I've been on. I haven't been on the Florida one yet. So like, but I totally But would. when we go. I mean, we'll ugh. We'll see. When we go. Yeah. Huh. And even, you know, even the queue is so good. This ride is just so thought out. I think that this, that's part of why I love this ride so much is because of how immersive the entire experience from beginning to end is. I'm not going to get into like uh, on this episode as much. I'm sure we'll talk about it more on the Guardians of the Galaxy episode. But I think that that's my biggest issue with that uh, change that they made is that the Guardians of the Galaxy one just feels like it's like, Oh, well, it's Tower of Terror, but instead of, like, creepy phones, we've got, like, uh, a power stone. And I'm like, yeah. come on. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah, it doesn't. It literally feels like, it feels like this, like, when they're fixing a building on Main Street or something, they put a scrim over it, right? Yeah. I feel like this is a scrim of Guardians. And look, Guardians is super fun. We'll do an episode on it. It is. I, it's a dance party. It is. It's, it's a dance party that also shakes your belly up and down. Yeah. But it's not Tower of it's Terror. Not. Oh, I love the spooky aspect. So 
when they were building this, uh, the, my <laughs> this is something I think is really funny because again, he chose a very cheap plot of land in Florida in swamp. It's just a swamp. So they're building this huge structure on top of a sinkhole. <laughs> right, right, right. So they had to move it because they're like, <laughs> this so isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things, so it's very inspired by California hotels. Yeah, I, I swear I used to like live right next to it. Okay, so that's what I wanted to bring up. So Will and I met doing improv at a place called UCB. So on the way to UCB, you would pass the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Apparently it's apartments, we just learned. But I always thought it was a hotel. And I always assumed, like, I'm sure this Hollywood Tower, like, used to be a hotel. There's no way. Uh, checking the Wikipedia, it says the tower built in 1929 was a popular residence for entertainment industry employees for many years and has often been cited as the inspiration for Disney's Twilight Zone Tower of Terror attractions. Because um, so, it's haunted. Is it? Probably. I mean, uh, there's a lot of hauntings in, in Hollywood. Yes. Unfortunately, uh, or more fortunately, I guess, the Hollywood Tower Hotel in the Tower of Terror is not based on any hotel. Yeah, it's not. Even though it's called Hollywood Tower, and this is called Hollywood Tower. And, I mean, it's clearly based off of it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Even though the buildings do look different. But they it's because this similar. one goes up and down. Like, you don't, the structure itself wouldn't be very good for a hotel. Would you get in the elevator at the Hollywood Tower? Who, apartments? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. You wouldn't? No, of course I would. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing stairs. Come on. <laughs> that's really i just can't handle the stairs here exactly so it's based on you know like this california maybe hotel but california hotels in general like the biltmore um and then it has a very like spanish colonial look mm -hmm. and the original reason for this which i didn't know this until today and i think this is so cool is because though the back side of it is not visible for in most parts of the parks you can see the back of it in the skyline of Morocco Pavilion in Epcot's World Case Showcase. Yeah, I saw that. That was so cool. They wanted to like be part of it or at least look part of the piece, you know. And that's one of, again, one of the my favorite things about Disney is that when you're in that world, you are in that world. When you go to Galaxy's Edge, you are yeah. truly in Batu. Like, For sure. Or like when you're in, you know, at Pandora, you can't see anything else and you're truly immersed. So the fact that they thought about that is so cool. I can't wait to go back and then look for the back of a building. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not going to Disney World with you. Yes, <laughs> wait, you we gotta go are. look at the back of this building. Yes, you are. Oh my gosh, it's just these facts that are so cool to me. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's cool that they thought about that. Yeah, and so you get into the. We're gonna get into the queue because that has to do with what it looks like. Um, the queue again in Florida is so awesome. I haven't seen it, so tell me about it. So you go, and it they have these misters going, which is annoying when it's not hot, but, like, amazing when it's really hot outside. And you're kind of – it's just the greenery and shrub shrubbery that looks very, like, mossy, and everything is overgrown. All of the walls and stuff have cracks in them. It, it looks like it hasn't been taken care of at all. And there's even in the – in the middle, like in front of the hotel, there's an empty, what would have been fountain. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the attention to detail is like so funny that it just has to look creepy. Yeah. 
And it does. It looks super creepy. You know it's creepier than a fountain? An what? empty fountain. An empty fountain. 100%. With like rusty, what looks like lights that would have lit up the beautiful fountain. Sure, of course. And then you go around, and as you're walking through, there's, you know, signs that point to gardens and stables and a bowling green. Great. I love it. All of the things that you would want in the 1930s in a hotel. It really is like old Hollywood vibes, which yes. is cool. And you're listening to this like very eerie jazz music. Like I'm not going to tell you it's fun. It's like definitely very eerie. Sure. So then you go through and you go in through the main, the front doors to the lobby. And this looks like it hasn't been touched in years. Cobwebs everywhere. Everything looks dusty. Even the smell of it smells like it's gross, but it's not. Uh, Disney does all of those cobwebs oh, of stuff are fake. Yeah. If there is real cobwebs, they are taken care of. <laughs> How do you think they, I, I don't know if I completely buy that. How do you tell the difference between a real and a fake one? Do they have like a, like, oh, magic. they're not used to be one. There used to not be one right there. And now there is one. I better no, they don't. Because the kind that you see, like they don't look like that. Okay. No, I'm serious. All right. I think that's more of a movie thing. Like you just. Okay. Well, well you'll have to go to Disney <laughs> World to find out. So then, you know, you see the the front desk that's clearly been abandoned and you walk through and the details and all the little things that are in this lobby. And this is the case in uh, California as well. The lobby has so much detail and intricacies and the line, the queue itself, uh, what it was at California Adventure is pretty much, again, a line. It has like some cool things, but... The one thing I saw that I thought was interesting, it was a random fun fact, but talking about the queue here was, um, and I don't know if you've experienced this and can confirm if it's true, but in some of the research it said, if you see a 13-minute wait line, oh, yeah. it means it doesn't mean 15. It's just like lucky under lucky number or unlucky number 13. So it's, but yeah. It's so basically, basically it's, you just walk right on. Right. And I do love that. I love yeah. that little like creepiness that yeah. they add to it. So as great as the queue is, I still recommend like, if you can get that 13 minutes. Oh, yeah, for there. sure. Because the line can get so long. This ride is so popular. 100%. It has been since day one. Yeah, yeah. So then you get in. like, And so that now that we're inside the hotel, pretty much all of the Tower of Terrors are going to be very similar with a lot of memorabilia from the Twilight Zone spread right. out through all of it, which is super cool. So, you know, we do have some hidden Mickeys in here, but more than hidden Mickeys, we have actual memorabilia from right. the Twilight really cool. Zone. Yeah. So some of these things that you might see as you're walking through a there's a slot machine from the fever. So these are some of the episodes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's the elevator repair number is ten two five nine, which is honoring October second, nineteen fifty nine. Oh, that's cool. The premiere on television, nice. which I think is very cool. They have a flying saucer from the invaders. Ooh. A trumpet from a passage for trumpet. Who knows Ooh, what that is? Scary trumpets. <laughs> There's a book in there too, right? There's a book entitled To Serve Man from the episode of the same name. I wonder if that's the reading one. I'll have to look it up. It might be yeah. with the glasses. Yeah. Uh, and then this one I think is the creepiest. Uh, there's a terrifying ventriloquist dummy oh, from Caesar creepy. and Me. Sure. I, I don't want to mess with that. Like that to me is like, okay, that's too much. Yeah. Dolls. The, yeah, no, I, I I mean, I can't really make fun of you of that. They're, they're, they can be pretty creepy. Yeah. yeah. My uh, my best friend from home, until her, they moved out of the house she grew up in, she had this corner of, like, 
these china dolls that just i mean like 20 of them sitting in her bedroom we were in like high school i hated her bedroom i was like tracy i don't want to hang out here those ones are so <laughs> bad too because like i that's a thing that like makes my skin crawl is like the porcelain on porcelain kind of like noise and yes feel. Ooh, yes that noise it. yeah yeah that's a twilight episode if we're making an episode we're making it on porcelain on porcelain yeah, sure <laughs> So then we get into the ride has already started, which I think this was I'm going to guess is probably one of the first times that this happened where they make the like instructional video almost like part of the ride experience. Yeah. So basically we're told, you know, your rooms aren't ready yet. You have to wait. Here's the library. And suddenly it's like a crash of lightning. And then, and then you've watched this video. Okay, I won't quote the whole thing, but I will have to do a little bit. You unlock this door to the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadows and substance. Of things and imagination. You've just crossed over to the Twilight Zone. Is that really the dinner dinner? Is that like a? I don't yeah. remember that sound. It just because it makes me think of James Bond. So, ooh, different dinner dinner. Sure, I believe you. I just yeah. Yeah, uh, I it's this is so like this is where I'm in it, and yes, me and my brothers are sometimes those people that kind of like. Oh, don't kind of it. Well, I try not to. I try to do it quietly. It's for me, you know. I don't want to uh-huh. be obnoxious to the rest. Yeah, I've heard you on the right before. So I try to keep it in. <laughs> But sometimes I'm just too excited. Yeah. It's so funny. Hollywood, 1939. Amid the glimpse and the glamour of a bustling movie town at the height of its golden age, the Hollywood Tower Hotel is a right, star. All right, all right. Work out. Darn it. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to do it all. If you, I'd be happy. This could be like a 12-minute episode. And I just say everything that Rod Serling says. Interesting, though. So you see him, uh, the you know creator of... The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see him, and they they stole um, all of the video of him because he did pass away. I think like fifteen years before. Yeah, and they took video of him from the episode "It's a Good Life," mm-hmm. and then they matched everything with a voice actor named Mark Silverman for this role. And Mark had to get approval from Serling's wife after many auditions. Oh, wow. Like That's they're very very protective. Yeah, I get that of his likeness, of course, and. Honestly, this guy does an incredible job. Yeah. It sounds like Rod Serling. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's a it's definitely definitely a great way for them to set the mood and like I think it's a fun way to feel like cuz I mean, they say at the end like and you are the star, right? And like it feels like you are, you know? Yes, you are. And you see it's just god, it's so fun. And so you in this video too, you're seeing this little Hollywood family uh, which I didn't know this again until today. The little girl that holds the, it's raining, it's pouring, and she's holding a little Mickey doll. Mm-hmm. One, that Mickey doll, when Very they expensive. found the real one, yeah, it went for $500. Yeah. Because it Well, I, I think it's like a, it's not just that specific. No, one. no, it's like no. That. It's just like this original Mickey doll goes for like $500, right, right, if right, it's right. authentic. Right. The little girl in it is Morgan Matthews from Boy Meets World. Uh, yeah. And then, which I, I had never realized that and then they also had her reprise her role of little creepy girl in the movie they did for Tower of Terror. Oh, that's cool. Not good movie. Well, that's We're, fine. We like the ride. I bet it's on Disney Plus. 
It, yeah, probably is. So, you know, again, Pirates of the Caribbean movies, great. Right. Not that great. Okay. It is great. It is great. Um, Tower Terror movie. It was like a, you know, a Disney Channel original movie. Oh, uh, decom. Not great. Yeah. It was no brink. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. No 13th year. <laughs> or 13th year. So then you... The video we get, you know, the video gets you excited. You go back, and now you're in this creepy, like the hallways of the hotel. You know, like the backside of it. The, mm-hmm. it, you know, and there's pipes and gro- creepy things. You know, pipes are creepy. Yeah, I'm really trying to help you here. Just like, like, oh, what? Like it's steel. Just- Things. You're in the area that's not meant for guests. Yeah. Oh, that's a better way of putting it. Uh, and then, you know, you wait and you get on the, the ride vehicles that we talked about. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. Oh, also something important to know that this, you know, Hollywood in 1939, guests had asked Disney, I guess, a lot, what was the specific date? Because that was very important. And Disney said it was Halloween. Oh, yeah. Nice. October 31st. Of course. 1939. Ooh, spooky. Spooky. So, again, I'm going to focus mostly. I'm. We're going to go through, again, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror in Hollywood Studios because we're going to go through that ride sequence a little bit because you do. You go through a story, and it starts with the doors close, and all you hear is, you are the passengers on a most uncommon elevator about to ascend into your own episode of The Twilight Zone. And now we go to our first stop. And again, it's very eerie music. And we see all this like corridor. This is when you're on the right. Yes. Gotcha. And we still see this corridor in California. But, you know, this is all part of the first sequence in, in Hollywood Studios. You're seeing this corridor with, you know, plants and doors to guest rooms and there's you know used trays from room service there's newspapers you know it's clearly people have been there and then like the music kind of fades and it gets dark and suddenly you see floating figures the ghosts of the five stars that we saw in the elevator (gasps) no which the technique used is one of my favorites. It was uh, an invention called Pepper's Ghost for the Haunted Mansion. Ooh. I know. And then we go to this next room thing. I can't remember if it's Florida or California where they like take your picture and like you see all of you on the elevator before you're about to go into the Twilight Zone. But then... It's both, but you see it in different ways. Yeah, then, I don't remember that. So. You don't? Yeah, okay. No. And then you're going to go through this, like, real creepy looking, like, with random creepy objects hallway almost. I, what I read was that it was, like, supposed to a little bit mimic, like, a TV opening. Like, you're seeing different, like, um, you know, stars and mimic kind of the opening of the Twilight Zone. It feels like you're, you're getting on into an episode. Oh, that's really smart. But I haven't been on it, so I don't know. Yeah, that that's a way better way of explaining it. Other, I'm than, just like, other than it's like, there's creepy things and you're creepy and you're there's just... a pipe and, wow, so scary. <laughs> and maybe they take a picture. I don't know. Ooh, yeah, creepy picture. <laughs> Actually, right before you enter the elevator shaft, there is this, like, giant eyeball that blinks and then you do see, like, your picture cool. of you and your family. Yeah. Going. So, yes, there is a creepy What if your picture. family's not on it with you? Dun, 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 dun. But they're in the picture. 
How did it know? <laughs> that would be really funny. It would be. Um, and then you feel the vehicle that you're in get into the separate vehicle. Yeah. The door shut. And <gasps> before they open, this is actually, this is such a weird thing. But this is one of my favorite things. The doors that open into the elevator, everything is black. And it's just this like line, this white line that opens up. And it's this really like eerie noise that's just like, all right, here we go. We're in it. Then you go on the ride and it is this magical thrill ride. Truly a little left field for Disney because it is a true thrill ride. I would say it's the most thrill ride there outside of like roller coasters. Yeah, I would say so too. Um, it is one of the ones that like I, like I said, I, I, I would probably not go on until I went on and then was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, one of the interesting fun facts that I found about it was when it was first established, uh, it had one drop um, and then... They upgraded that to two drops, and then now uh, it's like a sequence of five to eight, um, and it changes. So every time yeah. you go on it, your experience can be different. Because as technology changed, they were able to upgrade the ride. Right. And so you will, the patterns, you know, it's not like Indiana Jones where you have a thousand of right. outcomes you can have, but there's still a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is, you're in pitch black. And so you're just going up and out. You really don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that anticipation, that excitement is so much fun. Well, it also takes you all the way up to the top, right? I'm assuming it's the same as... Yes. Uh, and then they open the doors and you can see the whole park. And then you're there for like a... A second. Kind of time. And you're just like, when is it going to drop? And it doesn't always drop at the same time. Right. Yeah. So you're anticipating... And I feel like it, maybe not that specific one, but definitely in some cases it'll like start to drop you and then stop. And then start and then stop. And then, and then it will drop you. And yeah. Like, ah. it, so oh, fun. They, it messes with you. Yeah. It, they're teasing you the whole time. Yeah. And that's so much fun. It's great. And then at the end, like when it's over, it shows this kind of screen of like another bunch of creepy images that I don't like. I close my eyes. I think it's weird. I don't remember those. It's like a, like a hypnotist, like black and white, like, um, wheel. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And other images that I'm like, eh. scare you. Yeah. I think you're kind of creepy. I love creepy. I don't know why those just bother me. <laughs> Find a creep count on this one. Yeah. How many times you say the word? Spooky, scary skeletons. Uh, and then, you know, the, everyone afterwards, I've been on that ride where the, it, everyone is cheering. The entire elevator is like, whoa, like clapping. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you all feel like you went through this experience together. 100%. Oh my God, it is so fun. You're just like, wow. And a lot of times for me, that's like a wake up ride. Like I might be a little tired, you know, and then I get on that. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm ready for the day. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you do. I like put my hands up, close my eyes. Like it's just, it's so much fun. I know. I totally agree. I will say there's sometimes when I, my stomach doesn't feel great to go on it. I've skipped it a couple of times, despite the fact that it is one of my favorite rides when it's just like, I feel a little queasy. Um, I don't know that it would ever end up like making it worse but there are times i'm just like i don't trust myself right now i get it yeah. that's very common it is one of those things where i'm not gonna say if you are sensitive like oh it'll be okay no 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 it's intense yeah like you sure. have to be okay with a little 100 little force on your body yeah uh, and then something i think is really interesting is that they all have these really elaborate gift shops at the end, which we haven't really talked about the exit. We talk about the queue a lot on this podcast, but we mm-hmm. haven't talked a lot about the exit queue. Yeah. So tell me about the elaborate gift shop because I don't know what you're talking about. Well, now think about the Guardians one, how it's all a bunch of Marvel right. merchandise. 
But you exit and you're still in the hotel, right? So it looks like sure. the hotel gift shop and it has, you know, like pillows. I have a haunted, I, not, oh my God. <laughs> it's not Haunted Mansion, Kelly. <laughs> I have a Tower of Terror pillow and they'll have robes and towels and shot glasses and bells, you know, bellhop bells, all fun, like hotelish, That's cool. classic hotelish yeah. things mixed with Disney merch, obviously, yeah. but it's a pretty elaborate store. I could see getting something like that. Like yeah. a, a bellhop bell would be fun. Just like have it like on display or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. we didn't really talk about the, the pirates one either, but because that's an elaborate gift shop. Disney does. Disney's very good at like, hey, we're going to make sure these guests have really good experiences. And now they're going to enter a bunch of merchandise. Right. It's like your, your adrenaline's going and don't forget this moment. Buy this thing. Buy, yeah, buy yeah. more than one. Buy right. all the things. Right, for sure. So They know how to make money, that Disney. That Disney is so good at making money. Yeah. And I do want to mention the other ones. You know, like I said, I think that Tokyo is supposed to be fairly similar. I didn't want to watch this one because, again, it's something I care about and I would like to experience these in person. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to research too much. But this new Dimensions one that just came out is like supposed to be this reimagined version of it with very enhanced, ro like different drop sequences, different effects, a totally different storyline um, than the original. Sure. That sounds cool. Yeah. I. It sounds like it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But we are going to discuss the Hidden Mickeys. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't know where any of these are. I know that you said that there are some, and granted, you know, maybe there's not as many in California Adventure, but. These are the ones that, I mean, we found them on, this is one of the rides, too, that I think my family, and when I say my family, just like me and my one brother, and then sometimes my youngest brother, <laughs> like, depending on, he's kind of right. like you. Sure. Like, he'll ride it, but he doesn't love it. Yeah. My parents are like, no. <laughs> That's funny. But we found the Hidden Mickeys ourselves because we were very into it. Okay, cool. Uh, so there's one, there's sheet music in the library. It's titled What No Mickey Mouse. And since it says Mickey Mouse, that's a hidden Mickey. Mm -hmm. The obvious one is the little girl holding an actual sure. Mickey. But yeah. it's still considered to be a hidden Mickey. Makes sense. There's an antique lamp on the concierge desk in the lobby that has a hidden Mickey on that. And uh, on the walls in the boiler room. Oh, that's what I was trying to think of. Creepy room with pipes. It's a boiler room. Oh, so, oh, no, you're right. That is creepy. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> and there's a familiar shaped water stain. Oh, what's on it look the wall. like? It might look like a Mickey Mouse. Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> I see. Uh, similar to our Indiana Jones, like on the wall. Right, you right, know. right. I like that they do that. And again, you have to like really be looking for it. Well, I do know that like, you know, in my experience on the ones I've been on, like with the combination of, I guess, the hidden Mickeys, which I haven't seen a ton of, but, uh, and all the props and stuff, there's so much to look at as you're moving through this, this queue. Um, you yeah. can notice something different every single time. Mm -hmm. And you know, all of this, like, it looks like antique furniture and it looks like that because it is, you know, they oh, right. really, yeah, yeah. they really did go they hopped on Craigslist. They said, where's a, where are these antique chairs at? <laughs> <laughs> what can we find the goods yeah. and so yeah they went around a lot of places in hollywood and collected all of this antique furniture and really gave you know i obviously it didn't come with all those cobwebs but right the furniture itself is truly antique yeah so. that's awesome very cool it's this is such a great ride uh one more thing that i wanted to mention on the differences between the rides or at least on the development side um i thought that this was really a fun fact so um obviously the first ride that they put in there they the first time they put this ride up was in hollywood studios in disney world um, and then they decided to bring it to Southern California. And 
originally the plan was they just opened uh, California Adventure, and they were like, California Adventure is going to be so awesome. We got to find a way to get people back to the Magic or not to the Magic Kingdom, but got to get them back to Disneyland. Michael they're all going to leave, and they're never going to come back. Um, the, and for anyone that doesn't know, the, the parks are like literally across the street. But he just was concerned. They're probably like thirty paces. Uh, yeah, at exactly. most. Like they're literally like it's. Not even a street. It's, right. They're so close to each but other. But there are like, you do have to have two tickets if you're going to get a boat or park yes. hopper or whatever. Um, so that that was a concern. They're like, the the, the hot new park's going to keep everybody over there and they're not going to come to the old one. So let's put uh, a drop right in um, in Disneyland. And so they weren't going to actually do uh, Tower of Terror. They were going to do one of those earlier ones we talked about, like the, uh, the geyser one uh, right, in right. Disneyland. And then California Adventure totally flopped. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. We could do it. We'll probably do a, a, it, a look back. It on flopped that. so bad. Right. It was terrible. And people that I know that went when it opened were like, "Yeah, no, it sucked." Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, so then they decided, "All right, well, let's put Tower of Terror, the thing that we know is successful in Disney World. We'll put it in California Adventure." And over the next like three years, they saw an uptick of like nine percent of it in attendance, um, like year after year or something. And then and it finally kind of became its own. It came into its own, and now California Adventure is pretty fun. Oh yeah, I love it now. I definitely had some, you know, growing pains, yeah. but but it's great now. And this ride is always packed. Again, try to get a fast. This is one definitely get a fast pass for it if you can. Get it, it. This would be definitely an early or a late one if you can swing that as well, because the lines will go down in the begin. You know, at the end of the day, or they're obviously low in the beginning. Sure. But other than that, you're looking at at least a 45 minute wait. Yeah. Um. So that answers kind of where it would be in your day. But uh, I always like to ask the other questions too. Um. What would you change about this ride? Well, in California, I'd make it go back. Yeah, that was the Tower only thing I could think of to be completely honest. Uh. I don't really think I would change anything. I, you know, I always try to come up with some fun twists, but I think I'm hands off on it too. It's just great. It's just, yeah, it's really thought out. They really, you can tell how much love Mm. and how much imaginary really went into this ride. So I don't think I would change anything. This is a ride though. I will say I usually get a fast pass for This is one of my main rides to always get a fast pass for when I get to the parks, because usually I'm getting the parks kind of late. They're still available for later in the evening. So that's a, it's a usual fast pass ride for me. That makes sense. Yeah. And the only thing I would change is, sorry, Guardians. Yeah. I'd make it Tower of Terror. I mean, you're fun, but I am hoping it's coming back. And I, I would love to see them. The only thing I can think of is like what they're doing in Paris. Like when you when they do bring it back, because I'm sure they will at some no, point. No, they won't. Because they won't? they're building the Avengers campus. Yeah. So it's all going to be Avengers now. Nope. Uh, it's gone. I, I want to bet. Okay. It, I mean, it might not be for like 10 or 15 years, but. All right. Let's bet. All Guys, right. if this... <laughs> You got, you heard it here first. Yeah, I'm recording this, uh, which I obviously am, and uh, we'll keep it out. Um, I'd love for them to see it, bring it back, and if they did, I'd like to see them do like they're doing in Paris, which is like here's a different episode, kind of, and still same concept, but like change it up. A uh, bit. That, yeah, um, I would like that. That could be cool if it, the the videos you're watching, the storyline was like a little different. Still could be in a hotel, but maybe like a couple different changes. I would even be cool with like Guardians of the Galaxy through a twilight zone lens like chris pratt or star lord or whatever is giving you the speech beforehand like that'd be a fun little like halloween thing they might do they do um guardians after dark yeah i didn't get to go on that one yeah but we'll save that for our guardians episode um last question obvious answer you're on your way out of the park 10 minute wait do you go on it? yes yes i do yes one of the few ones that i do 
Immediately. Yeah. Actually, in Disney Assuming World. Assuming that my tummy isn't feeling too bad. <laughs> in Disney World, I, it is harder there because, again, I don't have the flexibility like I do to just go down yeah. oh, anytime sure. I want. So that's when I really try to like cherish and really enjoy the experience. And I, we actually have been lucky that we'll take – you use Magic Bands, and because my parents don't ride, then we'll go on it again right after and use gotcha. my parents' Magic Bands. Sure. So – mean, in the system. I'm, I know I'm bad. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but it's I I try to at least ride it twice because it's so great. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a it's a must ride for sure. I'm gonna end it here. A warm welcome back to those of you who made it, and a friendly word of warning: something you won't find in any guidebook. The next time you check in to a deserted hotel on the dark side of Hollywood, make sure you know just what kind of vacancy you're filling or you may find yourself a permanent resident of the Twilight Zone. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Slice thank, of Disney. Thank you for listening to Slice of Disney. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Slice of Disney, and on Twitter at Slice underscore of underscore Disney. You can email us at sliceofdisneypod at gmail.com. Um, tell some friends. Tell some friends. Reach out. Say hi. Share. Yeah. Hey, some of you guys have been, and it's been so fun for me. I love getting to talk about it. And please, again, I would love to hear what rides you'd like to hear. Yeah. So thank you for coming. Okay. Bye.